officers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Ah, nothing like a good bye week to recharge the old batteries. Welcome into the Score North Taxi Squad, everybody. It's available on scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, and if you want to see our BEA beautiful faces, you can check us out on the Score North YouTube channel. My name is Jason Stormer, joined with AJ Fredrickson and Artist Woods. Guys, we got another big show, Minnesota sports style here for Taxi Squad. Uh, we know who is going to be starting against the Las Vegas Raiders for your Minnesota Vikings. We'll get into that. Obviously, preview the game. And uh, gentlemen, I don't believe the Timberwolves or Wild lost a single game since our last recording, so we're going to get in that too. But how are we feeling today? Are you all rested and recharged and ready to go? Hit these next five games hard. Yeah, just like players need a bye week, so do the fans. So, you know, it was nice to kind of just lay back, kick back. I know Artis sweater one out with his uh, his Eagles in a tough game against a very, very solid team that, you know, it's it, we, I don't know, it it's a, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. I'm surprised as a, as you even brought it up, AJ. I'm well, surprised you even brought it up. It I'll be honest. As soon as, as, soon as I started saying, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Fun as somebody who really had no rooting interest other than than looking for football. Um, but you Fair. know, it's uh, we, we pushed through by week. Vikings are gonna be back this week. I'm rested. I'm re I'm reassured for the week, and uh, we have we have uh, some notable stuff from the Vikings. We have one player returning. We have one player also returning, but in the sense that we weren't sure whether or not he was going to return to the field. So um, that being Josh Dobbs getting the quarterback nod here today from head coach Kevin O'Connell. Um, but yeah, no, it's I'm um, feeling good today. Artist? Uh, hanging in there, man. Feeling good. You know, uh, it's been an interesting day for me personally, but, uh, you mm-hmm. know, hanging in there. Feeling good, man. Vikings coming off a bye week. So technically, Taxi Squad is coming off a bye week in a way. Um, getting ready for this game this Sunday. Should be interesting. The Bengals surprisingly got a win this past Sunday without Joe Burrow, which was very interesting. I'm sure we'll dive into that. I was actually at the Timberwolves game oh. where they played the Utah Jazz. Nice. Um, so saw the Timberwolves live in action, get a W, which was nice. Got to, set, got to sit in in a couple interviews post-game. So pretty dope experience, I'd say. Um, so feeling feeling pretty good on this lovely, what is it, Wednesday today? Yes. Wednesday. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, something like that. Days are kind of meshing together these days, but, you know. And technically, you know, we recorded last week. We're recording this week. Taxi Squad didn't even take a bye. We we powered through, guys. We we That's don't true. stop for That's the Minnesota true. sports fans. So even if we took an emotional bye week, physically, we are still grinding here at Score North for you guys. And, yes, we're going to be wall-to-wall with the Vikings the rest of the season. They got a competitive squad, 6-6 six and six currently their record. Actually, I believe, guys, their playoff position actually improved over the weekend. I think they now hold the the sixth seed, and I believe, uh-oh, the Green Bay Packers hold the seventh seed right now with the L.A. Rams and Seattle Seahawks pretty close behind. So plenty on the line for the Minnesota Vikings, but they had a pretty controversial decision to make before this Raiders game, and it literally was made just hours ago. Kevin O'Connell announcing that Josh Dobbs will continue to be the starting quarterback for the Vikings moving forward, even after a pretty abysmal performance against the Chicago Bears. If you go back and listen or watch our episode last week, we got into a pretty heated debate about exactly which direction we want the Vikings to go here against the Raiders. And ultimately they decided to go with the guy that probably has the most experience out of the three. Maybe Nick Mullins actually has probably played more games than Josh jobs. I'm not really sure, but they definitely didn't go with the rookie Jaron Hall guys. Um, 
Maybe our opinions have have changed over the past week, but do you think the Vikings are making the right move here in terms of, uh, you know, uh, prioritizing what they should be doing with the rest of the season in terms of continuing to try to win or potentially build maybe more towards 2024? Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just play clips from last week's show. You know, because I feel like I'm going to be a broken record here and like Jason did last episode. Was that? It might have been the episode before. There it is. Um, word. I'm going to say a lot of the same stuff I said last time because, you know, my opinion has not really changed on the matter in all honesty. Um, I respect it, though. Look, we're not there. We're not at practice. You know, we're not watching these guys day in, day out. We're not seeing the work that these guys put in. We don't, you know, we have an idea, or at least we believe we have an idea of how the locker room responds to Josh Dobbs. Um, but we don't know for sure. We don't know anything. Um, me personally, as I stated last episode, I want to see what Jaron Hall has. I think you may be have a little potential there, but the only way to figure out if he's decent, if he's good, or if he's really bad is to put him out there and and, and see what he can do. Um, I think this is the perfect opportunity to do that, headed down the stretch of the season. Um, I understand playoffs is on the line, so you obviously want to make the playoffs, but given what I've seen out of Josh Dobbs, I'm just not 100% sure that putting him out there is the best solution as far as winning games. I'm not sure, but also I'm not 100% sure on you know the backup either and um um blanking on this name Mullins quick, but yeah no not but no oh. definitely not Mullins oh. um BYU backup I'm blanking on his name right now just say it. Hall there oh, it is. okay sorry, sorry I'm not 100 percent sure about Jaron Hall either which is why I want to see what he has I want to see what Jaron Hall has but obviously we're probably not going to see it um and I think that's unfortunate because if we don't see it now when are we going to see it that that's ultimately my question you know but obviously. They have seen enough in practice that says, no, Josh Dobbs is the solution. He's the guy that we need to go with in this situation Um, and not Jaron Hall or Mullins. I mean, if you left it up to me, you know, if you don't go with Jaron Hall and you decide to go with Dobbs, anything but Mullins, I'm okay with, I guess. You got to roll with that and, you know, we'll see what happens. I think no matter what, you have a good chance of beating the Bengals, even though they just Mm -hmm. won last week, um, because I still don't trust that team without their starting quarterback, Joe Burrow. But ultimately, Again, this is the decision they're going with. I disagree, but I'm not the coach, the GM. They don't pay me to make those decisions, so not yet. Not they, yet, you guys. Not yet, folks. They got it, right? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> they com- got it. Coming. That's the decision that they made, and we got to back it up. See what happens on Sunday. Yeah, that decision. It doesn't really like ruin my day or anything like that. Am I a little bummed about it? Sure, but at the same time, I'm not going to sleep over it. I. I, I get it's it's more circumstantial than anything. Like you said, they're six and six. They're vying for playoff spots. They're they're technically or I guess they're not in the hunt because they're technically in the playoffs. I want to say right now, um, but you know, g- given what we've seen out of Josh Dobbs the last couple of weeks, I would say it's a short leash, if any. You know what I'm saying? Like this is not a you get through this week and then it's like. I don't want to hear the, well, we don't really know what we have there. Yes, you do. You, you, you should know by now what you have with Josh Dobbs. You know what the ceiling is. Same with Nick Mullins. You know what the ceiling is. That's my only provocative thinking point as to why Jaron Hall is the attractive start, in my opinion. You don't know what his ceilings, uh, ceiling is. You know there's maybe some promise there. You know um, it's an unexplored path. I want to explore that path. Is it the right thing to do at 6-6? Six and six? I understand why you'd say no. Um, would it have been more interesting for me? Yes, but um, I can live with Josh Dobbs. I mean, he's shown he can win. He, he can win games with this team. Granted, it was when he really didn't know much of the playbook, so that's my concerning 
part there that lingers, but um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's fine. I guess it's, it's a team against the Raiders where he, he talked about like how great the home field advantage is and how good the crowd is essentially from what it sounds like, it's going to be a pretty heavy Vikings fan base down there in Las Vegas. So um, I don't want to hear this. Like, you know, he couldn't hear, uh, on offense in the final drive to try to go ahead. No, he's going to, everything should be fine. Um, if you can't win with him this week, very seriously consider making a change, whether it even, whether it even is Nick Mullins at that point. Um, it's just been the last couple of weeks. I've not really liked what I've seen. So unless we have a big bounce back and he reestablishes the past or not faith, and we have liftoff once again, um, I think it wouldn't be, a, I wouldn't be opposed to looking to Jaron Hall. That's all I'm saying. And by the way, if you want to get your Pastronaut t-shirt, you can go to scorenorth.com and grab one of those as soon as possible. Get them while they still last, ladies and gentlemen, while supplies last. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I was just telling AJ this before we started recording. Um, so apparently Vivid Seats has this fan forecast projecting thing, and I don't really know exactly how it works. But uh, this was from Kevin Seifert that apparently like 54% of the people at Legion Stadium uh, for the Vikings Raiders game will probably be wearing purple. They are probably going to be Vikings fans. And it kind of sets up uh, perfectly for that. It's, you know, December. It's already pretty cold here in the state of Minnesota, although I believe it's going to be in the 50s tomorrow in December. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Uh, the planet's kind of weird, acting weird right now. Um, so it's a perfect kind of like just a setup for Vikings fans to go enjoy Las Vegas at a perfect time, especially kind of right in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So everybody who is traveling, be safe and have an absolute wonderful time. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, last week I was for sure kind of in the camp of like I wanted to see a little bit more from Josh Dobbs mostly because he hasn't played with Justin Jefferson yet I'm just terribly terribly intrigued to see what those two can do together and I mean, I'm just more uh, intrigued to see what Justin Jefferson really looks like. I mean, is he going to be out there um, flashing normal JJ kind of stuff, or is it going to be a little bit kind of slower, just build up to kind of the JJ that we all have come to know and love? But either way, I'm intrigued by it, especially because, guys, we've had only – uh, peaks and valleys with Josh Jobs. We haven't really necessarily seen a plateau yet. We don't really know what just an average kind of performance from Josh Jobs is. We've just kind of seen uh, both ends of the spectrum. So I'm interested to see if it can balance out or if the pendulum is just going to keep swinging in a different directions each and every start, which I think is a little bit too chaotic for the Vikings to really expect uh, to really get any consistency out of that. Um, I'm with both of you guys, though. Uh, the leash has to be pretty short here. If there's there's even like two turnovers in that first half. You got to move on to Nick Mullins. And I believe it has been firmly established that Nick Mullins will be the backup quarterback for this game. I'm not sure if Jaron Hall will be active, even though I believe NFL teams, they, they allow three quarterbacks to be active for games now, ever since that debacle in the NFC championship game last year, where the Niners, I mean, the artists don't care about this, but like, uh, it, well, it was it, just, it, it was a debacle to me. But, you <laughs> no, know, no, 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 you not know. at all. Not at all. <laughs> but it was tough to watch on television. And that's ultimately what the NFL is trying to prevent. Um, so, so yeah, for who now play? I'm done for now, for now, for now. Uh, yeah. So I'm not terribly upset. I was kind of expecting it all week. We even had some reports, I think from Rappaport saying that the Vikings are probably leaning towards this direction anyway. So uh, hopefully it just means that Dobbs had a really good bye week doing the self scouting, just kind of realized the things that he messed up on and things he can improve upon. And then he had good practices. And um, I'm, I mean, clearly just like guy, like Jaron Hall just didn't really show enough 
uh, throughout that time to really supplant him. Even though, yes, I will be terribly intrigued by Jaron Hall for the rest of the season based off what he did in that Falcons game. And like, again, the Vikings are kind of victims of circumstances here because they hold the sixth spot in the NFC, NFC with a six and six record. Packers are six and six. Rams are six and six. And Seattle's all six and six. None of these teams, if they were in the AFC, would be playoff teams because the six or the seven seed in the uh, AFC, the Colts are at seven and five, and behind them are the seven and five Texans. And so, if the Vikings were on the outside looking in with that six and six record, I think this conversation about starting Jaron Hall and debate over it would have been way easier to have and maybe even given the Vikings really um, motivation to give them a shot in this Raiders game uh, because at that point they would be, uh, quote, 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 unquote, in the hunt. Um, so because they are in playoff positioning, they are kind of forced to put just put whatever players they can they can put out there to win the game, even if it ultimately might be counterproductive, counterproductive because we all know that the Minnesota Vikings in 2023 probably aren't going to win a Super Bowl. But again, we just find ourselves in this weird purgatory that we seem to find ourselves every single year. We're just right there competing right there. But ultimately, just how good are the teams that we are producing? We're kind of finding ourselves in that spot right now, guys. Well, I will say it's nice to have JJ back. Yes. On the bright side, it's, it's nice to have him back. And I know you brought him up earlier. Um, you don't really know what to expect. I expect him to be JJ, honestly. You know, um, maybe a little rust in the first half or the first quarter, but it's Justin Jefferson. Who's going to check him? You know what I mean? Like, I, I see him going out there and really having a day. Um, they are literally the best defense or the, the worst defense in the league statistically. Um, and so, I, again, who's going to check him? Like, <laughs> I don't really see anybody on that side of the ball really stopping Justin Jefferson. So I, that's what I think I'm looking forward to the most. I think I kind of, in a way, know what to expect from Josh Dobbs. I don't expect him to be as bad as he was against the Chicago Bears. I hope we don't see that. Because if we do, I'm going to come right back here and say, Jaron Hall should play, right? But at the end of the day, you know, it, it, again, they made the decision. It is what it is. I kind of already know what they expect from him. I'm just excited to see this offense back for the most part 100% healthy minus Kirk Cousins. That's what I really want to see, or at least with, you know, the best offensive weapon in the league back. Because I know Tariq Hill is having a great season. A.J. Brown has had a great season. You could even throw C.D. Lamb in that conversation. I think those are the top three guys as far as receiving yards right now. Mm -hmm. But we all know who the top dog is when they're healthy, and that's Justin Jefferson. So, who knows? Maybe they go on a win streak to end this season. Uh, wait, what, what was that? I mean, that was me uh, trying to do two J's with my... Oh, the, oh okay. Oh, I see. Now nah, that makes sense. Okay. And, uh, and okay, somebody okay. was just in the window of the door over here. I had to wave to them, so I made a goofy face right there. Gosh, so I probably know, looked awkward I didn't know, on camera. I didn't know what was going Not on. the first time. A lot, of, <laughs> a, lot of go, a lot going on. Yeah, but I get it now. That's, that's, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice, AJ. Um, um, but yeah, um, yeah. We my bad. We know who the top no. dog is. I'm looking forward to seeing him get back on the field and just be who he is. And then he, like I said, maybe they go on a win streak right here with the best receiver in the league. Hopefully they do, and they make the playoffs. It's a tight race now. You got Green Bay looking good. What the heck? Mm. They were so good. bad, and now they're good. Is I, Jordan Love going to be a Hall of Famer? But he's marginally improving. <laughs> yes, he yeah. is. Um, so we'll, we'll see. They, <laughs> the Vikings, if they want to make it, they got to get it going. Before my JJ thought, um, can, we, can I dub Jordan Love as the light switch quarterback? Because it seems like every drive he flicks it on, and then maybe the next drive he flicks it off. Like he mm. is both the best and the worst quarterback of all time at the same time. I don't understand how it works because yeah. I have mixed feelings every time I watch him where I'm like, yes, yes, Packer fans, this is what you get. This, yes, he, he can't do any. And then it's like, 
how did he hit that win? Like he amazes right. me with, with a throw or like getting out and then like the improvisation. Um, so yeah, until it's not going to catch on, but I'm calling him the late switch quarterback. Um, but mm-hmm. artists, I think you're exactly right. JJ should come in maybe a little rust. I'll allow it. But for the most part, there was talks that he was potentially ready to go and be essentially hundred percent against the bears. At that point, there's no reason to have any rust or like getting to know you. Hey, Josh, how are you? This should be, you step on the field and I want to see, I want to see three targets minimum the first drive. And that's given mm-hmm. that they get out, you know, somewhere past the third and out. You, you, frankly, if they go out there and it's a third now, but all three attempts are at Justin Jefferson, I don't care. It could be the yeah. worst, <laughs> the worst drive of all time. Three incompletions. I don't care. Just as long as you're looking to get him the ball early often so that he does get back in the swing of things. I understand Jordan Addison is going to have probably a little more room now that they're not going to shadow him as much. TJ Hawkinson, that should open the field up for him as well in the middle. JJ, I mean, getting him back is going to be a, a, a blessing for Josh Dobbs. And I know you and I both kind of stood firm against Jason last week talking about, you know, Josh Dobbs with JJ should be a lot better. So let's let's see it. Let's see it past or not mm-hmm. get to the stratosphere, get to the Milky way galaxy, get star Wars on me and take it to a galaxy far, far and away. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I expect. Now that you have the best wide receiver on your offense, lining up to the right and or left of left of you. It, it should be, it should be no problem against this Raiders team on Sunday. Yeah. But again, if you start making those same mistakes that you did against the bears, even the same kind of mistakes you did against the Broncos, I mean, we should not be hesitant and that coaching staff should not be hesitant to maybe look at a different quarterback for the rest of the bears game or excuse me, the Raiders game. Um, I still don't think that's going to happen though. I think Josh jobs will ultimately like last the entire game. Cause I just, I can't, I got to imagine that bears game is going to be the worst of the season for him. I just, I can't imagine getting it, having it be worse than that just statistically and getting to have the bye week um, as kind of a buffer to, I mean, most players probably would want to play immediately after like the next week and not have a bye week in between to get the bad taste out of their mouth. But you know, in this case, I think, I think it was probably a create of a constructive thing for Josh jobs in this offense, just so they can kind of sit down, understand where everything is, understand everything that he needs to do and just get more ultimately comfortable with this playbook because again it's still been a how long ago did we trade for josh jobs like not even a month and a half ago or something like that even though it feels like it was like three years ago already it feels like kirk tours achilles five years ago to be honest with you it's crazy how fast the nfl season flies by but also how long it seems to take simultaneously yeah i'm really excited um to see what jj does here um because, yeah, like Artis mentioned, I mean, this Raiders defense really doesn't have a whole lot of names and really star power right now. They're going through kind of a transition phase with Antonio Pierce as the head coach. They also had a bye week, and so, like, they're just as rested as the Vikings, but they did take an L to the Chiefs, who I, okay, and yeah, another side tangent about the Packers. I know, I know. The Packers beat the Chiefs, but Kansas City just looks just a little bit broken this season. I don't know if, and and it's so weird because they've had a little bit better receiver help. Some guys have emerged like Rasheed Rice and stuff like that, but still like just just something off with Casey, something very off with Casey. And I don't know, maybe it's because I have Patrick Mahomes starting in two fantasy leagues and it's just weird not having him be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy football this year. I thought that was like a guaranteed 25 points every week, but you know what? Uh, 
not a lot of people. So like, I don't know, guys like Travis Etienne taking off for fantasy football this season and stuff like that. But anyway, I hope all you Justin Jefferson fantasy owners, though, are <laughs> have been waiting very patiently and get uh, a very well-deserved hefty amount of fantasy points against the Raiders uh, this week. Because, again, if Josh Dobbs can really just hone in on him and it can just be normal JJ, I'm so excited to see what this offense does. I'm so excited to see what Jordan Addison can do now that he is now firmly established, like you guys said. And if TJ Hawkinson has been playing this good without Justin Jefferson on the field to distract other defensive backs and linebackers, I mean, my goodness, what is Hawkinson going to do now with Justin Jefferson on the field? I mean, actually, his production might might go back down a little bit, but still. I mean, I still anticipate just dominant Hawkinson games and and stuff like that. So it, it's exciting. It, I hate to use this cliche because I feel like people have used it before, and it kind of justifies maybe a lack of movement for um, their favorite football teams, especially with the Vikings, like at trade deadlines and like getting players before the season. But it does kind of feel like getting Justin Jefferson back is kind of like making a trade you know what I mean even though he's coming off injury it just still feels like he's such an enormously talented player that can boost this offense in a way that really it really has needed for the last several weeks and man if it's just same old JJ same old JJ then yeah look out Las Vegas he's uh, he's coming he's coming it's exciting stuff but again he might he might start slow I mean well, we'll see. There, like AJ said, there is plenty of debate about maybe JJ could have come back a little bit earlier. Just maybe the Vikings overlooked the Bears a little bit and were a little bit too tempted by that bye week to continue that rest. Maybe he would have been very valuable. It probably would have been pretty valuable in that Bears game. But still, we're excited to have him back now. Guys, I made a mistake. Oh, <laughs> I made a mistake, guys. I. I jumped ahead a week, guys. I jumped ahead a week. I've been looking at the Bengals the whole time. Oh, oh my goodness. But you got lost in Jake Browning's eyes, Dude, man. I get I, it. Man, Former Viking. We shouldn't ahead. have let him go. I know guys are going to kill me in the YouTube uh, comments. Hey, it's been a long day, y'all. But, yeah. hey, I, everything I say still stands. I mean, the Raiders' yeah. defense isn't much better. So, the Raiders, <laughs> I mean, their, def- their defense ain't, ain't much better. So, no. everything still stands on what I said. I still feel the same way about all my takes, but I just want to let everybody know. I messed up. My bad, y'all. Like, you know, you know, hey. real ones mess up here and there. Yeah. I'll take get my that. L. You're still I'll shaking off the L. bye week. I get that. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah, man. Your yeah, boy needs some rest, but it's all good. It's Taking all off good. those He's cobwebs. Straight. Don't worry. No worries about it. But yeah, holy cow. Jake Browning coming out of nowhere and just dominating. I mean, what maybe not dominating was a pretty high scoring affair, but just that, that that win against the Jaguars was not to be expected. And we'll definitely talk about it next week, but it definitely kind of alters maybe how we perceive the Vikings going into Cincinnati. I thought, you know, a lot of us maybe thought, oh, yeah, now that Joe Burrow's not going to be playing, hey, maybe that can be a pretty easy W for the Vikings. But if Jake Browning is out for revenge, and <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how much revenge he wants. Uh, Watch out, maybe. But anyway, focusing once again on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Vikings take uh, on the Raiders. Let's see. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff uh, this upcoming Sunday. Let's look at some of the odds here. Ooh, Vikings three-point favorites right now. That line is minus three for Minnesota with the over-under at 40 and a half. Guys, let's go ahead and get into the predictions for this game. Do we think... The Vikings uh, shook off their own cobwebs during the bye week, righted some ships in some ways. Do we think that Josh Jobs is going to reach that plateau that at least I'm hoping for? Or do you think this three-game losing streak uh, or this uh, will become a three-game losing streak after those two losses against the Broncos and the Bears? Where do you think the Vikings ship is sailing at the moment on its way to Las Vegas, Nevada? I think they get the win. 
I think they find a way to get a win. Um, they need a win. Um, I mean, coming off last week or the week before, I should say, because they just had a bye week. I mean, how do you, how do you drop another one? JJ's back. I feel that momentum coming back to the team. They know what's at stake. They watched the Green Bay Packers going to win this past weekend over the Chiefs, which is, again, crazy. You know how important this game is. I feel like I said a lot of this against the Bears. You know how important this game is. It should be an easy one. Um, obviously, these games aren't easy, but at the end of the day, the Vikings, if they want to make the playoffs, they know what's at stake. And this is – I feel like I'm looking at the rest of this schedule like these are must-win games. You know, we're looking at the Raiders. You know, we just talked about the Bengals, as I've been talking about all show, apparently. Um, we just talked about them. You know, just looking at just the rest of the schedule, these are all games that you got to have. You yeah. just got to have these games. Um, I, I view the Vikings as better than all of these teams. The one game I was, you know, a little nervous about is the Bengals game because I thought Burrow would be available and they'd be competing for a playoff spot. Now, looking at the rest of the schedule, it's like, you know, he's not there – who do you fear on this schedule? Now, again, they just lost to the Bears, and so anything is possible. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a team that they can beat. I feel like you can run the ball on this team. I feel like you could pass the ball on this team, especially with Justin Jefferson. I don't want you to get want you to get too pass happy because Justin Jefferson is back. Don't completely forget about the run um, because it will be there. And, you know, the Raiders are a team that's going to try to dominate time of possession. They're going to try to feed um, Josh um, Josh Jacobs as much as possible because that's just been a philosophy over there since the new head coach has taken over. They want to pound the rock all day, so that's going to be key defensively. Stop the run, force them to throw the football as much as possible. Um, but I just think the, the Vikings are a much better team. They're a much better team than the Raiders. I think they should be able to get this dub. Um, I, I can't predict the blowout anymore. <laughs> you certainly can. No one is stopping I you. I, I just, I just don't think that's the intelligent thing to do at this point. Um, so I'm looking at. I don't know if we're throwing scores out there yet, but I'll do it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, absolutely. you know, Josh, Josh Dobbs has a, a bounce back game. Two touchdowns, no, three total touchdowns, oh. two passing, one mm-hmm. rushing. They get the dub, I say, 27. <laughs> AJ leading back, 27 21. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. AJ, what do you think is going to happen? Just like artists. I mean, this is, is it, it's a huge game. You have to. You just lost to the Bears. You had a bye week. You've uh. prepared. But nothing in the bye week that they haven't been trying all season long is going to fix the turnover woes. It can't fix the fact that possibly Josh Dobbs just doesn't have it, doesn't have that it factor, the guy characteristic. I, I This Brian Flores-led defense has been tremendous. You, you remove the first month of the season, you could argue that they're like a top five defense in the league, but we've seen that at times. They're, they're very uh, open to the run game coming on through. You, you saw it on the first few drives against the Bears. Um, and that's frankly because they had that elusive quarterback and Justin Fields able to scramble and, the, and kind of the fleet of foot that he has. Um, it, it's it's just one of those things where I've told myself they have to like make me believe that they can get this win. And given the what we're coming off of two weeks ago, I don't I don't have that belief. I be, what I believe is they're going to turn the ball over two or more times. What I believe is that Josh Josh Dobbs is going to airmail a ball over the head of Justin Jefferson in his return. What I believe is that they, like it's just going to be a, a, a painstaking game, and it's going to be close, but I think they're going to end up losing it. So I'm going to say mm. this is going to end Raiders 24, Vikings 17. Oh. 
boy. Mm. Trying to, man, trying to kill the vibe for all the f- people out in Vegas, man. Come on. Oh, I mean, I mean actually, already if, if the game's enough, bad, but... they're going to go to the casino and spend more money at the casino. So they're, so they're, well, they're, they're, they're going they're to walk into that stadium <laughs> down about however much they brought because they're going to be happy thinking, oh, the Vikings are going to get this win. And then they're going to have to fly home empty pockets oh. after a Vikings loss, the saddest flight of all time. Oh, and uh, yeah, home, the and home a crying Vegas baby is the boots. worst. Probably five of them. Yeah, everybody. I've never been to Vegas, but everybody says that the flight home from Vegas is just the absolute worst. Can you gamble in that stadium? Like, do they have slot machines at Allegiant Stadium? I would assume Probably. so, but maybe the NFL is like, no, we're not going to allow that. I, I'm sure there's like, at least a 50-50 raffle of some sort. Okay. You know? Maybe some scratch-offs like you can buy or something like that. I, I don't really know. I don't. That'd be a lot of fun, though. Playing poker and being at a football game at the same time, that'd be so much fun. All right. Um. So... Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about this game, but let's see where I'm leaning here. Um, This Raiders defense doesn't scare me at all. It allows a rating of over 90 to both quarterbacks and wide receivers. That's around like 21st in the league. Uh, Talk about TJ Hawkinson. I know I mentioned how the Broncos had a really porous pass defense against tight ends. Uh, The Raiders might even be worse uh, with a rating over like 106. And so if you want to get Johnny Munn, Josh Oliver more involved in this game, kind of like you saw in the Broncos game, feel free to do that. Uh, Kevin O'Connell against the Raiders here. Um, I'm going to be really frustrated, though, if I see a lot of three and outs by this Vikings offense because the Raiders defense uh, is like 26 in the league and allowing third down conversions and stuff like that. So if the Vikings aren't able to convert those third downs against this poor team in that category, that's going to make me really, really, really upset. Worried about Mad Max. Um, he is obviously the best defensive player, uh, for the Raiders here. Um, and honestly, if he were on a better team, he'd probably get more consideration for being one of like the best defensive linemen in all the NFL. He might even get like some player of the year votes. I I think if he honestly played for the Vikings, he'd probably be looked at exactly the same as like Daniil Hunter, even though Daniil Hunter does have more sacks and more tackles for losses and quarterback hits and everything like that. But you know, I don't know. It seems like, at least on the ends, that Brian O'Neill and maybe Christian Derisov struggle a little bit. So uh, Max Crosby might be able to exploit some weaknesses from those guys, even though, I mean, they're two of the best tackles in all of football. Not too um, worried about uh, Kevin O'Connell's distant relative, Aiden O'Connell. I just assume that they are related. He's got four touchdowns and six interceptions on the season, and he hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards in a single game. Uh, But the one concerning thing is that he has a 93 rating against the Blitz. And so we know how this Vikings team loves to blitz. Aiden O'Connell actually seems to thrive. Anyway, long story short, um, there are some things working for the Vikings against the Vikings in this game. But, you know, the Raiders already are going through a pretty transitional phase, firing Josh McDaniels. They've responded pretty decently well to Antonio Pierce, but things may have leveled off a little bit against the Chiefs uh, two weeks ago. So I'm going to reward Vikings fans and predict a 29 to 23 victory because I want all 54 percent of you, according to that vivid seat thing to enjoy your time and enjoy just the stadium experience and just everything that Las Vegas and Las Vegas Boulevard and the whole town has to offer. Go stare at that sphere for like four hours. If the game stinks, you know what I mean? You can probably just look at there and you look at that thing and then you'll start drooling. That thing is absolutely insane. So yeah, 29, 23 and predicting the Vikings win. Artist is also predicting the Vikings win by six with a 27 to 21 victory. But AJ, AJ's pricked the Raiders to win 24 to 17. Back, 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 back. Great Chris Berman impression. Uh, anyway. <laughs> just compliment yourself on your own Chris Berman impression? I did. Right. I did. Is that what just happened? 
It's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> that was <laughs> anyway. that was a that was a wild wild thirty seconds there. Like I was I, like the zero the zero hesitation to compliment yourself on. For, for, that was that was astonishing, frankly. Well, you know, definitely within the flow of what he was saying too. Like he said, that was great. Uh, yeah, that somebody was great. coached oh, me man. how to actually be a broadcaster. Oh, but you know who else I will compliment at this exact moment? The Minnesota Timberwolves for continuing a win streak. Uh, Artist said he was at the Jazz game that victory for the Timberwolves, and then I'm totally blanking on who they. Oh yeah, they went on the road and defeated Charlotte. Uh, they're actually going to tip off here pretty shortly as we're recording this. Uh, they are hosting uh, Victor Wembanyama and. And the San Antonio Spurs battle of uh, the Frenchman, Rudy Gobert and Victor Wembanyama at Target Center tonight. But guys, this team is just, it's rolling. It has the best record in all of the NBA right now. I believe they currently have a half game lead over the Celtics. Maybe that changes as uh, when everybody is watching or listening to this. But it, it kind of feels like the same conversation we had kind of last week. I mean... What's stopping this team at this point? I mean, Anthony Edwards is a little bit hobbled up. Jade McDaniels is hurt, but yet nothing seems to be getting in the way of these Minnesota Timberwolves, which is good because they got a gauntlet of a schedule coming up here. Yeah, um, I can't say I was super impressed with the win over the Jazz. Um, it was kind of weird being there um, live. It just it, it felt a little weird to start. It felt like they were trying to. Just get a feel for the game without Anthony Edwards out there at the time. And it took them a while to get in the groove of the game. But once they got in the groove of the game, they took a 20-point lead and just kind of never looked back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Carl Anthony Towns played really well, caught two early fouls, but then kind of bounced back and played really well. Alexander Walker played really well as well. Like, they – it's the team you were supposed to beat. You beat who you were supposed to beat. So I was like, okay, cool. I was, I was there sitting there like, all right, maybe I picked the wrong game to be here. Didn't know Anthony Evers wouldn't play until I got there. I had a feeling he wouldn't have played, though, because the game before he fell on his hip, and I'm like, okay, he might not, you know, he might not be available. Hopefully he plays. Picked one heck of a game not to be available. I'm there. He's not there. But it's all good. I got to see him on the bench, which was nice. Um, but they got the win over the Jazz, and they turned around and got the win over the over the Hornets. Like you said, Jason, these are games that you gotta have early in the season because the schedule is going to get tough. And so I think we talked about this last time we recorded all of these games. I won't say any of them are must wins, but games that you want to win. You know, you don't want to look back later on in the season and be sitting in the fifth seed or the fourth seed or even the third seed and be looking at the first and second like, man, we could be up there if we just won one or two more games or three or four more games. And you're looking back, not at the games that, you know, you're supposed to lose, like say you play the Sixers or you play Boston or you play Milwaukee and you drop a couple of those games. Okay, you lose those games, right? But you're looking back at the games against the Jazz and against the Hornets and against teams you're supposed to beat like, Maybe we should have showed up on that random Wednesday night or that random Thursday night and played some of our best ball to ensure we'd be in a better spot right here, right now, even without Anthony Edwards or without some of your best players. And so um, they got the necessary wins. They did what was what was needed. We'll see how they play tonight against another team that they should beat because the Spurs do not look that great this season. Um, but overall, like I said before, I like what I see. A lot of promise and potential here, and we'll see if they can keep the ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, it, ugly maybe isn't the right word to describe those wins, but definitely, you know, you had to gut them out pretty yeah. much, right? And, sure, I mean, even on any given night, even some of the lower NBA teams are going to give you a run for their money and stuff like that. There's still a lot of pride at the beginning of the season, even though, what, Charlotte's already like 6-12 and 12 or something like that. I mean, their season's pretty much over, but still, you got a lot of players with a lot of pride, so it's it's not over for them, so you always expect kind of a, you know, a tough battle from pretty much anybody you get still here at the beginning of the season. Um, but otherwise, again, it is just so encouraging to me that we are dealing with 
I wouldn't say significant injury issues, but just inj- nagging injury issues to say the least, and it still isn't derailing anything. Uh, Anthony Edwards is back. I believe he is going to play tonight. Um, I mean, this game's on ESPN and stuff like that, so I'm guessing they ain't really want to really want to play no matter what. Get on that national TV and stuff like that. I uh, hope he doesn't push it or anything. Just just take it easy because you still got a couple more games before the schedule does get really really challenging. So you can milk it a little bit. But it just it's a well-oiled machine right now in a way I just don't think I've ever been able to describe the Minnesota Timberwolves. Honestly, like most of the time now when they have a game, I'm just kind of like expecting W's at this point. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting fat and happy on that kind of thing. But it's just they've put me in a place of comfort that I've just just like to know that they are going to go out there and get their business done. Sure, they're they're going to lose those games eventually. You're going to have games like the Hawks game earlier in the season. Like that will continue to happen, but they've put so much faith into me so far this season that even when those games do happen, it's not like going to derail them for like 3 or 4 games, right? Um this team has just seemed to mature in such a positive way. And I really don't know what kind of offseason stuff they had to go through. Rudy Gobert talked about how, you know, people were being really honest about the struggles that they had last season in the offseason. And I don't know if that kind of heart-to-heart stuff um, really is just taking shape of what this culture for the Timberwolves is. Um, I like to think it's just more of an effort thing and that players are developing and stuff like that. But maybe in a weird, weird way, the Timberwolves needed to go through a weird, tumultuous first season after the Rudy Gobert trade to, like, come together and find some camaraderie and really build something to what we're seeing now here um, early on in the season. And let's just, let's just hope it lasts, man. Because again, I, I don't remember really, and it probably has happened where the Timberwolves have been this high up in the standings um, at this point, but as a woebegone Timberwolves fan for so, so, so many years, it's just, it's weird. And also, I'm just worried that I'm maybe putting myself in a place where I'm maybe going to get like my heart ripped out or something like that. And I need to tread a little bit more cautiously because there's plenty of time for things to kind of unravel here. But as of right now, it's just we're we're dialed in, man. It's so cool to see the Timberwolves do this. Um, really quick, we did this last uh, two weeks ago, actually, and I'm going to dust it off here again because I have a question. So it's time for AJ's casual basketball fan question of the week <laughs> with with all the success that this Timberwolves team has had, there's still a trade deadline. There's moves to be made. There's still leverage to get better than those teams because you're right now it sounds like you're more so preparing for uh, – and it's early, but like you're thinking down the road, when we get to the playoffs, what are we going to need? Is there a need that this team needs to like look to potentially trade for? What is their – what is like a weakness of them that they need to – pay attention to so that when it comes playoff time to get that LOB baby, that Larry O'Brien trophy, (laughs) what do they need to do to really like just patch the holes up in the ship? So nothing sinks. Um, I would say, I mean, your starters are are pretty, are they, no, they're not perfect. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. Um, Backup point guard might be That's might be something because Shake Milton hasn't been amazing this season. There's still plenty of time for him to get going and stuff like that. But he was one of your free agent signings, and it didn't cost you that much or was really long-term either. So if that doesn't pan out, that's not the worst thing in the world. But um, Jordan McLaughlin, I believe, is still dealing with significant injury issues this season. And he kind of lost favor down the depth chart last season, too. Um, and Mike Conley's old. You know what I mean? He's old, but he is a durable player. He's showing no signs of age whatsoever right now. And he's playing absolutely amazing. But, you know, you do, well, in my opinion, I would like a younger, energetic uh, backup point guard if Shake 
Milton isn't um, panning out more this season. Um, but otherwise, I mean, you definitely don't need a center. I can tell you that much, AJ. I think you're pretty good on centers. So, okay. Yeah, I, I, I was going to go. If there's anything I would feel, I would also say backup point guard. Maybe you could go get another small forward, um, another defender. And you, can't, you can never go wrong with another 3 and D guy. You, you okay. just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, the more threes, the more defense, the better. But honestly, I'm at the point with it now where, you know, I know Shake hasn't shown a ton this season so far. I feel like he's still trying to find his groove and, and find his rhythm within this offense. I don't know if you do anything right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I think right now, I don't think if I'm the GM, I make any moves that could potentially shake up any chemistry right now. I, I would ride it out now closer to the deadline. You know, we'll see. You know, maybe you see some guys out there that's being shopped and you're like, OK, that will be a huge addition that will maybe push us push us over the top. Maybe you start racking up some L's against some better competition and you say, okay, you know, this backup point guard position is more of a glaring cold than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, they're winning. Um, mm-hmm. and they're, they're the best team in the conference at the moment. So I just think right now, I wouldn't – obviously, you keep your eye open to improve your roster at all times. That's just what you have to do. Um, and I feel like that's in any sport. You always have your eye open to see, okay, who's out there that I could pick up potentially to improve this team, especially if I'm – the best team in a conference, or I'm a young and up-and-coming team, who could I add to make this team even better to get us over the hump? But I'm not shaking up. The, this chemistry is shocking. Yeah. This chemistry is shocking. These This defense has been shocking. Um, the personalities in the locker room are meshing really well. Everybody seems to be getting along really well. Um, everybody seems to be following Coach Finch really well. I still have my questions about Coach Finch. Me, personally, I've— Coach of the I, month, listen, Coach Finch? Yeah. Is this, is this I, the same I, one? Hey, hey, look, look, I got to give him credit where it's due. He's doing a great job this yeah. season. I've been one that's been very critical of him in the past. I can't be that critical now. Um, I, I have my questions come playoff time, I feel sure. like. I feel like they will come out come playoff time sure. again. We'll see if he responds well in the, place, in the playoffs when it matters again. But I say all that to say, you know, long-winded answer. I would not do anything right now. Keep my eyes open, but I wouldn't make any changes at the moment. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. At this point, you're rolling, gears are moving, players are playing optimally. Don't break anything right now. Let, let's not try to put a new wrinkle into all this. Let's keep the Rudy <laughs> Go Bear meter at a 1.5, 1.6. I'm still feeling it this week, AJ. That's where I'm feeling with Rudy Go Bear and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm so intrigued to see this battle of the two Frenchmen, the battle of the big baguettes. Uh, anyway, uh, so, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. That was like bad French. Oui, oui, oui. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Never been. Never been to Paris. Uh, here it's a little smell. Anyway, yeah, it's it's just yeah. Don't do anything right now. Um, maybe some warts will show up as when the schedule gets a little bit harder for the Wolves. But as of right now, you're just taking care of business, and please just continue to take care of business. Uh, we're a little bit up against the clock here on Taxi Squad. We gotta head out here. Um, another wonderful conversation about the Minnesota Vikings this week. We'll see how they do against the Raiders. Again, all you Vikings fans traveling to Vegas, be safe and have a wonderful time. Hopefully the Wolves will continue their winning ways. Uh, we didn't get as much into the wild, but they're on a four-game winning streak right now. John Hines, I mean, looking like a, the Wild made a pretty good decision uh, in terms of moving on from Dean Evison as of right now. But time will tell. But this is the best hockey the Minnesota Wild are playing at at the moment. Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we wrap things up for the week? 
It's going to win this weekend, Minnesota. Vikings. Yes. And some wolves. A- any sure, Minnesota everybody. team. Everybody, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Wins for everybody. Yeah. You're going to win. You're going to win. Everybody yes. gets a win. No, everybody a Minnesota men, uh, major men's sports team has not lost in the past like week and a half. Let's keep it that way. We're rolling, yeah. baby. Yeah. That's huge. We are rolling. No L's allowed in the Twin Cities right now. Again, thank you for joining us for Taxi Squad this week, everybody. Uh, uh, let's see. You can check us out on scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, uh, Apple, Spotify. Want to see our lovely faces, the Score North YouTube channel. Please check all those platforms out if you love your Score North Taxi Squad. I am Jason Stormer. That's Artist Woods. That's AJ Fredrickson. And until next week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'll talk to you then. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a lovely, lovely lovely week.